Welcome to Be The Man Podcast, the place for men who desire to create an impact in this world. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and every day I'm going to lead you to a call to action. In a time where our families and communities are suffering due to men failing to be the man, this podcast explores what it really means to be the man. Welcome back to the Be The Man podcast. Happy Friday. Glad to be back at you again. So we're going to mix things up a little bit and give you a little bit of variety. But we were going into the man quote of the day. It goes like this. Nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. And this comes from Abraham Lincoln. This is a powerful, powerful quote. You know, there's something about us as men when we go through hard times, you know, we see it destroys a few of us. But there's something as a man going through hard times where it's like, this is the time now that we're going to man up. This is the time that we're going to be strong for our family and for our kids and and stuff like that. So... There's something within us that just kind of rises to the occasion and steps up. But the hard things in life are kind of when it's on easy street, when you have everything going for you, when you're giving power and position. And this is what Abraham Lincoln's talking about. A lot of men can go through hard times, but can we go through giving the position of power? And that is not letting it go to our head. I don't know if you about you if you've ever had a crazy egotistical boss that took their position, their power, and their authority to their head. We can't stand those people, right? And so this is an encouraging to know that our true test, the true difficulties that we're going to face is things when it is easy and things when we are giving power. So those are the times that we need to rise to the occasion. All right, so we are in the man question of the day. And it goes like this. My seven-year-old son is starting to get in trouble at school. Last week, he told multiple people that he was going to kill them. Recently, he punched a girl in the stomach. What should I do? So, men, listen to this podcast. If you want to comment also and give your advice, I encourage you to do so. And you can go over to Facebook to the Be The Man page and give your comments there. So this is a hard question. You know, I don't know if you see multiple TV shows and stuff where children draw pictures of their family and it's with their dog, with their head chopped off and these different scenarios, right? And, of course, in the movies and in the shows, they psychoanalyze the kid and say there's something going wrong at home. And this is what very well could be taking place. You see, there's not much to to analyze here as far as the way humanity works. And basically, it is a pecking order system. And that is just like chickens who peck on other chickens. And then there is a certain chicken that is above them all that doesn't get pecked on. And it goes, whoever's above you, you don't peck on that one, that you peck downward. 
And so when a boy hits a girl, he is pecking downward, but you can guarantee that he's getting pecked on. And so there's no release to the rage or, or whatever it is. So he finds a victim or somebody who's lesser than him so they can experience what he is experiencing. Now, they don't do this as a malicious or evil. They do this because they want people to know what they are experiencing and they don't know how to communicate it any other way. It's kind of like they don't know how to use their words. And so they're acting out the behaviors that are being acted out upon them. This very well could be the case. Or it could be the case that your son is just a jerk. No, but really. Uh, at home, we model certain behaviors. And, and so what could be taking place if he has an older brother? His older brother could be smashing on him all the time. Or you can be very well setting the example, not even knowing it by using um, intimidation, by being loud and noisy, by by being intimidating and demanding your own way very forcefully. And this could be um, his way of taking it out on other people, what's going on at home. At any rate, you can almost guarantee that this is a learned behavior. That means it doesn't just come natural to us. It's something that we learn along the way. So this process has been learned somewhere. So examine these little situations, check for bullying, and check what you are modeling at home, and check all those scenarios. Hopefully this helps. All right, so we're at the Men Creating Impact section of this podcast. This is the book that is coming out soon. I will let you know when it's available. So I'm just going to read you this small paragraph, and then we're going to go into discussion about the topic at hand. My money and my business were on the side of the road needing to be rescued. I was not filled with any purpose or passion. I was just merely existing. I was making 36000 a year and had nothing in savings, and I was constantly pawning my belongings. I was a frequent customer to the payday checking advance place down the street. I was stuck in a rut, and my career was not going anywhere. I made more money at 22 years old than I was making at 35 somewhere along the way. I had settled for a crappy, mediocre life. Now, I think many, many men can relate to this, especially if you're in a form of poverty right now or you're in a form of just being stuck. You're stuck in the nine to five grind. Uh, you're stuck in your salary and just overall purpose and passion for life is dwindling and you're becoming hopeless. In this situation, we, we, we think if I just had blank, I would finally be happy. And since we're talking about money today, I'll say I'll put money in that place. If I just have money, I will be happy. And so I'm here to challenge you today with this thought and idea. No, you won't. Nobody is happy with just money. I'm here to give you the idea and the thought that you're only going to be happy if you're building your impact and creating it in a powerful way. You see, if we have the idea, if I just had money, I would be happy. That means if we just had one area of our life complete, one area of our life fulfilled, then we'll be satisfied and content. 
And this is simply not the case. You can have all the money in the world, yet have a marriage that is falling apart, and therefore it's going to leave you dissatisfied and unhappy. You can have all the money in the world and have your children hate you and therefore be dissatisfied. Once again, you can have all the money in the world, but be empty and vain on the inside and not have any convictions or principles to live by. You see, nobody is going to be happy with jest. We're only going to be happy if we begin to pursue a holistic lifestyle. So the great danger is pursuing money at the expense of other things. You see, many of us have limiting beliefs concerning money. That is, we were raised in some sort of poverty situation and we don't really understand money. The only thing we understand is that we never had enough. We had parents who worked the nine to five grind. We had dads who were never home because they were working multiple, multiple jobs just to keep the house and just to feed the children. And so we go through that and we capture belief systems. I'll tell you straight up that this is where I came from. I came from poverty, podunk, white trash, trailer park, whatever you want to call it. That was my lifestyle, and that's the way I grew up. And so with that came a lot of limiting beliefs, and these beliefs come from the idea of scarcity, and that is I'll never have enough money, or I need to chase money at the expense of everything because I'll never have enough. If you look at your life And if you have a lack of money or or a money problem, you can guarantee that there is a belief system and a lie attached to that. And nothing's going to change in our life until we begin to overcome these belief systems. You see, the way we value ourselves as a person is the way we make money. My wife uh, made this abundantly clear not too long ago when I began to undervalue my services and begin to charge less all the time. And I would get on phones and I would make deals and I would end up compromising for half what I perceived our value was or even what she perceived our value to be. And therefore settling because why? Because a belief system and a scarcity mindset that was stuck in my heart and in my mind, constantly devaluing what I'm worth in my services. You see, our very bank account is attached to whether we feel worthy as men or not. What's even crazier is this idea of faith, that somehow it might be um, godly to be poor, that you might somehow have God's will in your life by experiencing extreme poverty. Now, this is no new idea. Like this has been going on since the dark ages. And that is men think that to be spiritual, they have to forsake everything, go up on a mountain and uh, seclude themselves from all the temptations of the world and pretend like everything else doesn't exist. Well, I could tell you that form of monk spirituality is simplistic and easy. Now, anybody can live some sort of spiritual life secluded on a mountain without any form of temptations and not without any cares or anything like that. That life is pretty simplistic, pretty easy. 
But it takes a real man to step up off the mountain, come into the temptations of the world and to face those and have money and use it for a powerful, powerful purpose. And so somewhere along the way, uh, religion has fed us this negative concept of money. And they do this by misquoting and saying these nice little quotes that money is the root of all evil and blah, 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 blah. Not understanding the message that was conveyed behind it. Now, we know that money can be used for good and it could be evil, but it was the love of money, not money itself, that is the root of all evil. And the love of money is this, is that I love it so much I'm going to hurt people, that I love it so much that I'm going to pursue it at the expense of all other things. I'm not going to care about my wife and my kids. I'm going to forsake my family time for the almighty dollar, and I'm going to bow down to it. And that, my friends, is going to lead you to a whole lot of trouble. And that's what religion or spirituality was trying to teach us, not that money itself is evil. You know, there's this another concept of spirituality that we should sit around and pray for miracles, pray for money to miraculously fall into our bank account or walk to the mailbox one day and we'll find a surprised amount of money given to us. And this, my dear brothers, is not how it works. The way that it works as we understand this is that we are going to pursue impact. We are not going to pursue one thing at the expense of the other. And that we are going to be empowered to create wealth for ourselves and for our families so we can begin to pursue our passions and our purpose. And this is a powerful way to look at money. I will see you Monday. Peace.